Welcome, welcome, welcome to Gab and Jam, episode 153. Okay, what are we talking about today? Today we are discussing why ugly is so pretty or the power of the grow on YouTube. All right, what are we talking about there? Okay, so as far as we know, our buddy Mark's tally is the one who came up with this term. And what it refers to is songs that when you first hear them, you hate them or it just something kind of way rub you wrong right but then eventually after maybe hearing them a few times or maybe a lot of times right they grow to be some of your favorite or at least the ones that come to mind um, very often yeah so when i was talking to my buddy mark tally mark's tally i should Mm -hmm. say uh, he said, I think we were talking about the Prince Parade album. Yeah. And he, you know, I think I was kind of lukewarm on the record at that time. And he said, yeah, you know, it's got a few GOTs on it. <laughs> GOTs? What are GOTs? So that's when he said, they grow on you too. So, <laughs> so it takes a minute, but eventually they grow on you. They kind of grow on you. And, and that kind of happened with me on that record. Yeah. You know, it's like after a while, <laughs> certain, rec- certain parts of the record, I was a little bit like, life can be so nice. I was a little lukewarm on that song and then it kind of hit me like oh wow this song is pretty nice you know Um, so it became like one of my favorite songs on the whole record (laughs) you know Um, but it it took a second for it to I was about to say kind of hit me that way one for Prince that took how many though 20 years is uh, the ballad of Dorothy Parker I finally heard the other day and all of a sudden I'm like oh that's not so bad (laughs) it took a long time but yeah the whole point of, of doing this episode is we don't know what it is about that twisted power that these type of songs have on us but we would like to understand it a little bit better because we would like to wield some of that power I, i think another song that was like that for me as a kid growing up was um um family affair so it's like when I first heard that song as a kid, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I just it just didn't do anything yeah. for me, and I think somewhere. You know, along the line, I heard it later. Yeah. And it was like, wow. Right. You know, I mean, it's, you know, but so I had a a bunch of songs in that era that were just kind of like that. And I think sometimes what it is is that um, a lot of these songs are songs that, you know, these artists do and they just just take a curveball. I mean, because they, it's like, they don't sound like anything else out there. Uh-huh, and so, uh-huh. you know, 779311 was like that for me because oh, wow. the beat was so odd. Oh, you know, like the drum beat right was away. such an yeah. odd yeah. drum beat <laughs> that it was, it was, you know, coming behind, you know, like, uh, Get It Up. Yeah. You know, that first time album and then hearing this song, it was just... Yeah. It's one of those type of things where it did, you know, it had to hit me. But you know, once it hit me, yeah, it was like wow. It's this one of the ones most memorable from that album, right? So let's examine three reasons why songs had the "Grow on You" song tune has that type of power. The first reason is it moves you, and we've talked about this uh, in a couple uh, episodes, off and on. The other side of hate is love. Right. So the fact that when I first heard the ballad of Dorothy Parker and 20 years after right. um, is that there's something when it repels you that there's something that pulls you. At least it's, it is 
affecting you in some way. Well, I mean, I think it was the same way for me with Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, when I first heard Jimi Hendrix, I didn't necessarily get it. It yeah. was like, you know, it was like, what? You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is this guy, you know, because there was such a buildup as to what oh, he yeah. was going to be about. Right. And then I finally heard his songs and I didn't get it. And, you know, I think it was one day uh, I was listening to NPR at all stations and they played Castles Made of Sand. Mm-hmm. And it was like the song just blew me away, yeah. and it was like all of a sudden in that instant, yeah. I got Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. You know, it's like it just everything kind of got clear as day yeah. as to how good this guy actually is. Yeah. You know, and it's but it took a second yeah. for me to actually get there. You yeah. know, as to what he sounded like. You know, because this was before Stevie Ray Vaughan. So, like, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I think, is a good gateway drug oh, yeah. to Jimi Hendrix because he's <laughs> right. like a clean version yeah. of Jimi Hendrix, yeah. you know? And so, so like, you can kind of get into Stevie Ray Vaughan, hear him kind of do, yeah. like, his renditions of Jimi Hendrix tunes or something yeah. like that. Then you get the real thing. Yeah. You know, it, it, that that kind of helps you to get there. But, yeah, yeah that, that, like that, yeah, it was kind of like that for me. So, so that's the first reason, is that it moves you to in some kind of way. The second reason why Grow On You tunes have that twisted power over us is it calls on that side of you that likes being deep. I think we all kind of have that, weirdly, because it stretches you. Um, it makes you have to meet it, and it appears unknowable. And there's nah. something about that mystery yeah. that, that kind of calls, especially for us artistic type people, is like there's something about if it's too, if, if people say it's too deep, then you gotta go here. I know for me, right? I, okay, well let me let me check it out because I, I gotta see what are you talking about, right? I, I think oh, some songs is like I, I didn't even know they were kind of like that, but it was like like Tomorrow Never Knows by the Beatles off of um, Revolver is like that. It was like that for me. It was just such a again, it was such a different song, mm-hmm. you know, and you know what he was talking about, just just all of that stuff was like. Wow, you know, it, again, these are just songs that just kind of hit you like a ton of bricks when you when you hear them. Yeah, you know, and, and sometimes it and, and when I say that, it's like they hit you in a ton of like a ton of bricks and repelled you. Yeah, you know, what I mean, because it's like, you know, I don't I, I, right, it's like I, you know, your, your protective shield goes up like ah, right, I'm like, all right, get this, you know. And then all of a sudden, as you start to kind of listen to it, yeah. you know, it, you know, all it just it just pulls you in. And, and for some reason, those songs, it seems like the rabbit hole just never ends. Really? You know, that you're constantly discovering new things about them. Okay, yeah. You know, it's like once they kind of hit you, you, you just kind of start unraveling so many different layers. aspects to it. Yeah. You know, like so. ogres. They, right. they, okay, they have right. layers. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, it, it calls in, calls on you to want to know more. Right. And then finally, the reason why Grow On You Tunes have that kind of power over us, that twisted power is that it is more interesting because it is memorable yeah. Or it is more memorable because it is interesting. So the point is, when something is basic, yeah. it doesn't give you anything to hold on to, as one of our other friends, Anthony Pearson, once said. Yeah. Gotta have something. Something there, yeah. Yes, if and there's nothing there, then you, there's you just, nothing to go back to. You never know. Like, I mean, I, I think Hunky Tongue Woman was like that for me from the Stones. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? It's like, I... I'm not gonna say I didn't get the song yeah. as much as you know. I just felt like okay, it's just regular, just 
rock and roll type thing, right? But, you know, it's sort of like the more you go down the Rolling Stones rabbit hole, the more you start to appreciate the uh, intricacies, the intricate simplicity mm. of a Keith Richards riff. Uh -huh. And I'm saying that that is one of those type of songs that has that to it. It's like uh -huh. that guitar uh, basically it, it, it has having a conversation mm -hmm. with Mick Jagger. It's like they, they are they're in a duet oh, wow. on that song. You know, I mean it's like that riff and mixed voice. Uh -huh. And that's the thing about Keith and Meg, you know, whether you listen to something like Start Me Up, you, uh -huh. you hear that riff mm -hmm. and you hear mixed voice. Yeah. And these they just go so well together. Yeah. You know, I mean it's and and that to me, Honky Tonk Woman is one of those songs that kind of epitomizes. Okay, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to pull that up. So. Okay. All right, what do you think? Have you heard a song that you thought you absolutely hated and hear it a few more times and find out that you really love it? Right. We definitely want to hear the story about that. We're taking a short holiday break in the month of December. Uh, but first, we have a couple more episodes, a holiday episode somewhere in December. But our regular episodes will be taking a break, but we'll be back the first Monday in January for sure. Um, what is up? So go ahead. You uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about our ornaments. Uh, we have done custom sugar fit ornaments handmade. So there are only a few of them and we'll be packing them up for our people who ordered them. But we still have a few left. So if you're interested, the link is below and limited quantity. So make sure that you go ahead and get those before you decorate your tree and of course sugar fit is sugar still available food. still yes, doing yes. it still doing it out there so you know yeah. pick it up and you can pick it up amazon you can pick it up yes. apple music yes. Spotify, cd baby, CD baby yep. and then of course Bandcamp. so yes yes yes, yes um if you dig the vibe be sure to subscribe we're wishing you love peace and chicken grease